When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. What's up, everybody? Back at Draft Vice. Uh, we're doing a fantasy episode. This is my buddy, uh, Joe Yanucci. Uh, do you have anything you want them to follow you on? Twitter? Oh, yeah. Tumblr? Uh, Instagram, say Mr. Beefy. All one word. <laughs> Can you spell that? Say Mr. Beefy, just how it is. Say, say Mr. Mr. Beefy. All one word. All yeah. one word. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you can follow him at Say Mr. Beefy. All one word. Uh, uh, you can follow me at Brojo Death Punch on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow the draft. Uh, you can follow the podcast at Draftvice on Twitter and at Draftvice underscore football on Instagram. And you're a Patriots fan. Hell yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I'm um, not saying the bandwagon's not parked out front, but when when Brady and Gronk, oh Gronk's gone now. How do you feel about that? By the way. At first, I was it, it's a, it's a it's a depressing moment seeing such a, a great tight end for that team just you know riding off into the sunset. Yeah. Um, but there have been seasons where they did very well without him. Um, they picked up Ben Watson, even though he's going to be serving a four game suspension this season. He's also old as hell. He's old as hell. Um, but he's been around the the league long enough to mm-hmm. really know what he's doing. He was originally drafted by the Patriots. Um, and for him to come out of retirement to play for the Patriots at the tight end, I think he's going to have his one of his better seasons. Well, they also signed Austin Safarian Jenkins. Yes. That's the guy who I think is going to be the bigger player for them. I'm th- not too sure what the deal is with him. Well, he had an injury last year, and he didn't really play when he was on Jacksonville. And the year before, he was on the Jets, and he played well on the Jets. Yeah. It was a big uh, outlet for Josh McCowan. Uh, I always make the, the comparison that him and Eric Ebron look like they just swap uniforms all the time. Yeah. They look like the same player. They're both like pretty decent at blo- I actually think ASJ is way better at blocking, like run blocking. Mm-hmm. Um, but they both look like they're kind of like these kind of almost power forward kind of players. Yeah. But so that's another player that I think is going to get underrated, and that's a guy. If I was, I don't think Ben Watson, as far as fantasy goes, I don't think Ben Watson's going to be as much as much as uh, ASJ will be. Yeah. Um, back to Gronk. Um, I'm not one for speculation at this point, um, but considering what he was recorded saying to Drew Brees, mm-hmm. uh, I'll be back though. So there's, there's some little light. Shining through at the end of that tunnel. Yeah, but I mean, have you seen the pictures of him recently? He is not. I understand. Yeah, he he. It looks like he lost quite a bit of uh, muscle mass there. Um, He's probably just really relaxing more, and you know. It reminds me when Joe Thomas kind of took up. Now Joe Thomas played tackle too. Yeah, but and now Joe Thomas said even when he had lost that weight, not where he's at now, but when he had just kind of lost his typical game playing weight. Yes, that he um. He if once he was back in training camp and he could he could have bolted right back into where he would be. Oh, absolutely! But he ended up retiring that year anyway. I I think with Gronk, um, we're definitely going to be seeing him play the later half of the season. So oh, you think Gronk really is going to come back and come and play this year? Absolutely! Wow! Uh, I think uh, yeah. If if it's not this year, I think he's been playing long enough. From high school to college, all the way to the pros. Do you think it'll be like a Marshawn Lynch situation where he comes back a year later? Yeah, I think he'll so. miss I, it and he'll go. You know yeah. what? I'm still good and I'm healthy now, and I had that year off. Absolutely. I think he's also the kind of guy who could do that and do and come back and not really be I missing think a he beat. Just he just needs that position. Good recovery time off. 
because he's been on a schedule almost every single day of his life since high school. Yeah. And for him to just, you know, sit back and relax and, you know, take it all in. Once the season start starts back up, I think it's just gonna, it's just going to be a matter of time. Yeah. He 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 I'm I I, def, I definitely see him coming out of retirement most definitely. So back to fantasy because we yes. talked about our fandoms. Yes. And uh, so when you've played fantasy in the past, uh, were there any particular strategies that you used to? to I, I I typically remember one strategy that you followed, and I think we even kind of half mentioned it. And it might relate back to the fandom thing where you kind of went for, you just kind of dove after good teams. Yes, yeah. I, I usually draft with my heart a little bit sometimes, way for my own, for my, for, for my. Now you're lucky that game. your heart is on a team that is, yeah, is doing really well. <laughs> it's, it just, it's, you know, it's been doing well for the last 20 years. Um, is one of the probably the, the only dynasties you'll see of this caliber ever. For me, like I said, it usually does pretty well throughout the season, and then like if I do get into the first or second round of the playoffs, it, then everything just goes to shit. Yeah. Um, How are you with playing the waiver wire? Waiver wire, I I try to pay attention to it a lot more because I'm not really trading anymore. Yeah. With anybody or some of the trades I try league, to go for. In our league, you were not a big waiver wire guy. Yeah, no, I, I definitely switched kinda, that up. Yeah, yeah, that was something you kind of almost ignored it, and you weren't even a big trade guy when, in our league. But our league was very weird to do a trade. It almost felt like everybody was trying to get a one up. Absolutely, yeah. So I, I, I'm not going to make an assessment on uh, trades in our league, but as far as waiver wire pickups, I know some people. I play it very hard. I think, yeah. I think me and one other person probably led the league almost consistently since our league started absolutely transactions and it's i will play that to the t because that's the one way you get better during the season yeah very rarely are you going to find a trade that makes your team better you basically need another team that has a weakness yes and Uh, or you need to be buying stock on somebody who somebody has a low opinion of and that doesn't always happen yeah no people Um, tend to to draft with their heart and they tend to tend to own their draft. Yeah, absolutely. And they uh, tend to believe in their draft. That that was typically my case, just yeah. trying to draft as good of a team as I could without having to make any kind of real big trades. Well, or, that's the hope. But yeah. the other thing is is people tend to almost believe too much in their draft. I oh, drafted yeah. this guy second round. Yeah. And I'm going to stay with the second round guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I think people... People romanticize things too much. Oh, absolutely. In fantasy. I did it a lot. Like, I would hear things about Jordan Matthews a few years ago, and I drafted Jordan Matthews, like, third round oh, or, yeah. or second round. Like, I would just try to leap everybody. And that was, you know, a, a rookie or sophomore mistake where you, you fall into, oh, wow, like, I'm hearing all these offseason things. Oh, and Absolutely. I've noticed that the best way to go about it is have your ranks before the summer, oh, yeah. before training camp really starts popping, before you start getting all the... One of the oh. years that really screwed me was the year I drafted Ray Rice. Uh, when, well, well that, that was the first year, too. That 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 really screwed me, <laughs> that one. Because I was be like, fair, oh, that he's only going to be serving. Insane. Yeah, that was. He, that I was, was a, like, oh, he's only going to be serving like, a few game suspension. It's the NFL. What the fuck do they care? And then they just, you know what? You're out, man. That's it. And then that was nobody a weird ever picked. Year yeah, that that for fantasy. Yeah, that was a bad year for me. <laughs> well, you also had Arian Foster that year too. Yeah, that was a that was a good. That was you know that was a good team. A good I just didn't really play year. them all that well. That was the year I you know I kept switching up my defenses a little too much, and every single time the team 
the defense that I ended up playing did fucking horrible. And then the defense on my bench. So how do you feel about leagues that get rid of de- team defenses? Have you ever played in league with an IDP? No. The, no. Uh, we do uh, team team de- uh, defenses, yeah. So, Because, um, like, I've played in one league that had an IDP and still wasn't – it was just enough where the IDP kind of mattered. Yeah. And that was kind of like a – that was one of those kind of Super Bowl leagues. It was eight teams. It was 2QB. And – but it kind of got you to think in those different strategies. I like doing those kind of leagues where you're trying to play around, especially if you, you're in more than one league. Yeah. Doing a league where there is an IDP, where there is a uh, – where they don't have – sometimes they don't have kickers. They have three receivers, or they, they do some kind of super flex kind of thing. Yeah. Those are those are fun, and they're changing the games a little bit. Like, that's how PPR got started. PPR was kind of like this niche thing to, to make running backs matter more, and now it's made them almost matter – too much again yeah absolutely because now you have running backs who catch it out of the backfield who are three down backs but there's only six of those in the nfl this past year i had todd Gurley. um that was a game changer for a lot of people yeah todd Gurley and um saquon barkley that ppr for saquon barkley and christian mccaffrey and those guys that that was a a big game changer for certain players absolutely it was it was really good for me this season really good for me this and it almost doesn't it only kind of only changes receivers a little bit yeah um the receivers i had this year There's certain receivers who do better in ppr but it doesn't totally change the the landscape of them i i definitely had uh what was I definitely had Gronkowski. Um, what was that I have? I, I, I really can't really even remember. I had um. Uh, See, this year I probably remember. I probably remember the guy who beat me in the playoffs better than I can remember my own team because he had just the elite. <laughs> he he if he had played that team on DraftKings. Okay. He would have won every like it was he. <laughs> He had a he had so many points that he he blew the average for the league by over a hundred points. Wow! In that one game, because he had Christian McCaffrey, he had Deshaun Watson. He basically had the number one running back for the finals game. He had the number one quarterback. He had the number one receiver for all three game for that game. So when I played the guy in the finals, it was just a flat out blowout. <laughs> Like so I'm gonna, I remember his team more than I remember my team because it was just that crazy. Yeah, this year I had Brady, Fitzgerald, Nelson, Gurley, Lamar Miller, uh, Cook, uh, Adrian Peterson, and uh, so when you draft in the first round, what are you looking like? Are are you just looking best player? Do you do you keep? Is there a value to the players that you you take, like a running back? I mainly or? just look at how explosive their year was the, uh, the year, year prior. prior. Just uh, you know, uh, all these big deep plays that they were making, stuff like that. So I, I follow. I try to follow that pattern. Just gotcha. So how, how what they well do in the they past really did in the past, yeah. And uh, you know, look into like what their off season was like. If they had any issues off off the field or anything like that, or just injury. See if they're like going into it with like a clear head coming up the season, anything like that. Because a lot of that stuff really does play into how they're gonna be playing on the field. Absolutely. Um, I know I usually value running backs higher than even the best receivers a lot of the time. Oh yeah. I know that. I don't take uh, my quarterback strategy tends to be I pretty much ignore quarterback and tight end all the way to almost double digit rounds and some, yeah. and that's that's been a solid strategy for me. Sometimes it's left me a little anemic in going into the later rounds, but yeah. it's 
it's usually helped my depth at the other two major positions. Yeah, I definitely hold off on the quarterbacks um, until I see, you know, the first one go. Yeah. And then if somebody else ends up skipping out on it, they concentrate on something else, maybe I'll go ahead and just pick up Tom Brady. You know, maybe if it's like, you know, the sixth round, seventh round, whoever really goes out there and their quarterback first. So would you take Tom Brady in the sixth round this year going into the season? Yeah, why not? Really? He's, he's, already, he's always done pretty good for do you know me. A, do you know what his ranking was as QB last year? No, I don't. QB 14. That's a rough situation to walk yeah. into the year thinking about yeah. if you're taking him at round six or round seven. Yeah, I yeah. But so that's a little bit always for me a little bit worrisome. And that's my problem with drafting QBs early anyway because you never know who's going to end up really popping. Like, who was QB2 last year? Or you know who QB2 was? No, right? I don't. No, I don't. It was I, I Matt really... Ryan. Matt Ryan? Yeah. And people oh, forget fuck. that. Like, he was QB2 in 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 uh, standard PPR. And, and most people aren't sitting there thinking, like, oh, yeah, Matt Ryan did so well last year. They're thinking about Deshaun Watson. They're thinking about Baker Mayfield maybe having a, a blow up here. They're thinking about Pat Mahomes. Yeah. You know, That's, those Aaron, are the guys I'm, I was thinking about, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, who had a down year last year, but it was because of injury. Yeah. So, and, and then that's always the question. If they had a down year last year, do you hold that against them? I try not to. Because, um, like I said, I... Uh, if you think there's a history of it, or... Because, like, what about a guy like David Johnson, right? That's if, a question mark. Yeah. If there's history, um, like I said, I, I look at the player, I try to, you know... Uh, try to pick up their like their the best the best parts of them that they've had. Yeah, and if they had like an off year, that's one thing. If it's not really showing that they're making any kind of adjustments by the time practice rolls up, anything like that, they're still having their issues. Then I'm really gonna double think. You know, just eh, probably not. Um, Tom Brady though, he's always been my go-to guy for my quarterback. So whether he had a good year or not. Mm-hmm. He he's always my go-to guy, and it works out pretty well for me because. Well, you know, I wouldn't mind taking Tom Brady even this year. Like it probably will be there if you're going in the ninth round or tenth round. Yeah, absolutely. And because he was QB fourteen, people are worried about a lapse. And again, you could usually get a quarterback later on. Yeah, absolutely. There, um, there's you, you can always pick up a, a good one later on. It doesn't if if your main guy gets picked up, yeah, you don't really have any worries. Yeah. Uh, and the thing about uh, the the thing going into this year that I noticed, and I haven't put out my receiver and my running back ranks yet, I is that receivers kind of a weird position because you play you play multiple receivers, but it's almost like it doesn't like it's not that it doesn't matter. There's maybe twenty four guys that you really kind of want, yeah, and then another twenty four guys that eh, all right, I'm playing this guy. I don't think I'm getting a goose egg, but it does happen every once in a while. But you're kind of just playing the odds with it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I, I'm looking at my stuff right now, the old uh, from last season, they still have that posted. Um, yeah, I had, what's his name? How do you even say that? Kiki Cutie. Yeah, okay. Uh, I had him. I didn't really want him too much. Uh, but he ended Eckler. up he, in PPR. He was actually a very solid player at one point last yeah. year. But he was one of those like wide receiver three guys who, like the 40 guys who could easily get you 15 to 20 points. Yeah. Uh, what was that? I had Mohamed Sanu. 
Sanu, however you pronounce his last name. My only problem with Muhammad he Sanu, didn't really, he didn't really. I didn't. I wasn't. For me last I wasn't hounding to grab him anywhere. And part of the issue was was that Muhammad Sanu. I just don't think there's a really high ceiling for him. There were always a guy like when I'm trying to draft later round guys. I'm trying to draft for ceiling. Yeah. Right. I'm trying to get the guys who, who are going to actually end up being good player might end up being good players might end up being a wide receiver too yeah might end up being a great flex at minimum yeah like for me last year was kenny galladay okay a late guy that i grabbed that ended up being really good for me in a lot of leagues yeah uh and Corey davis didn't really end up having a good year because he he had uh, kind of like the issues with marcus mariota affecting him yeah so the question is is he going to take a step forward um, but you could, you know, you, sometimes you're risking when you're drafting those later receivers is you're getting a guy like Devontae Parker who just never pops. Yeah. Um, but another guy who was drafted late last year was Calvin Ridley. Yes. And he ended up getting people a lot of games that he won because he would go ahead and get three touchdowns because people are covering, you know, Sanu or they're covering, uh, Julio and yeah. they're doubling Julio. And you have this guy who's a great route runner, quick and, uh, solid hands and was getting touchdowns. Oh yeah. Um, which again, why like I, I the only times that I've noticed running backs popping in later rounds is if they're rookies, if they're on and they're. It depends on what you define as popping, though. Too. Well, this season the Patriots they picked up Sony Michelle. That was yeah last year they yeah, drafted yeah. him. Oh yeah yeah um yeah last year um and he had a great season for them at the end. Absolutely great season. But in the first half of the year, he was not having good season. Yeah, no. And uh, the problem was he had injuries. He was recovering from injury. Yeah. Um, he had a scope. And there, running back this year is going to be an interesting market because I think there's like five guys. Well, I mean, you got Le'Veon Bell who's now with the Jets. There's a lot of questions with running backs. Like Le'Veon Bell's a big question mark for me. Absolutely. And I don't know where I'd feel comfortable taking because, yeah, he's good. He's good, but I think that offensive line is really just going to keep struggling. Yeah. Them. And y- you can have a great running back, but if your offensive line isn't doing their job and they're not, you know, blocking for you, yeah. It doesn't matter how good you are. You can be quick. You can, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Now the one benefit I think with Le'Veon Bell is that he's a solid receiver out of the backfield. That he can that line true, up yeah. as a slot receiver. Yeah. He's he's got good hands, solid route running. As far as being, a, and he's a big running back who can he's, do it. He's very so versatile. You're getting him out if you can get him out into the open field. You yeah. can utilize that weapon. Now the question is, do you think Adam Gase is the guy who's going to go ahead and get the full utilization of that player? Hell no, hell no. <laughs> well, that's kind of always the question. And then is, you got Le'Veon Bell, who at this point, I mean, leading all the way up until the practices where he had to be there. Yeah, he's really been concentrating on his rap career. <laughs> So that would partially keep me from really drafting him, uh, at least too early. Yeah. Uh, I really don't see him really performing all that great under Adam Gase with Sam Darnold as the quarterback. And I actually have a high opinion of Sam Darnold. I think he's going to end up doing better. I think he's going to keep developing. Last year, there were a lot of bad play calls, constantly going out wide. I, there was also, first off, you look at the the team surrounding him. Didn't have a great O line. Uh, he was still injured. don't have a great O line. He but when he came back from that injury, right? 
he played a lot better. In fact, him and Josh Allen were the two guys who they got injured, they came back, and they played much better when they came back after getting to watch someone else play. Yeah. And like it's kind of that sit and sit and watch thing, or sometimes it does become a benefit. Yeah. So I think those guys came in and they got to see some value with that. All right, this is how you you run a room. This is how you control some of these situations. This is how you talk to the players in the huddle. Yeah. So there was a, a value for Darnold. There was a value for Allen that they got out of that. And when they came back, they played a lot better. Yeah. And absolutely. they and they even won games and they even, you know, were able to make plays. Yeah. And I think Darnold I mean there were a couple times, I mean, the Jets go up against the Pats two times a year. Yeah. Um and the Jets defense always shows up. Um so I gotta give them credit there. Uh they definitely don't make it easy for the Patriots sometimes. Um uh, I think this year, though, they'll have a little bit better luck offensive-wise mm-hmm. um, against the Pats' defense. Uh, but I still think at the end of the day, going out of the two games a year, I think the Pats are going to win. Well, I think the Pats are going to be the, the leaders of that division. Oh, for... absolutely. They, they are year in and year out. <laughs> but I think that's, the sun's going to set on that empire soon. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a sad day in New England uh the question is going to be, is it going to be the Bills, the Jets, or the Dolphins that take it over? I think it's going to be um, a toss-up between the Jets and, and the Bills and, and uh, Miami. You think it's the Jets and Miami? I think it's you going to be a think... toss-up between the two of them. I don't, I don't think Bills are going to have it too well. Well, um, what was what's your opinion on the tight ends as far as going into this year? Because there's really only like three or four tight ends that anybody ever really wants to draft. And this yeah. year, especially without Gronk. There's what Ertz, Kelsey, Kittle, maybe Hunter Henry. Then, then everybody else is a toss up that you're kind of hoping that they they pop. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I haven't really looked too much into the uh, into the uh, tight ends this this season yet. Jeez, um, uh, I'm not too sure. I'm definitely gonna be picking up Ben Watson though because I think he's gonna have a pretty good year. Um, That's a guy you might not even have to draft because he's gonna be suspended. Yeah, and I know. So, I can just pick them up in in the uh, waivers at around week three, week four, if I need to. Um, do you ever do that concept of targeting players, like you, where you'll even look at a guy and you'll be like, "I like this guy," right? Mm-hmm. And I might have him ranked lower for some stupid reason. I'm going to try and go get this guy. Uh, not really. Uh, like I said, I just I I mainly just look at all the guys. That you know had really great seasons last season. Uh, try to go up with uh, I don't know as many second choices as I mm-hmm. can if they obviously get taken. Um, and I, I really just go by uh, their because I know for me my biggest the biggest thing that changed for me is when I started doing my own ranks. Okay, when I started looking at guys and looking at as if I was drafting right now, who is the first guy I draft at one? All right, that guy's gone. Yeah. Two. Who's the guy I take here? If I was here and that guy was gone. Yeah, that's. I, I tried doing that one year. Yeah. And um, it wasn't a terrible year for me. Um, but because uh, that prevented with, me from reaching. When you do your oh, own yeah. ranks, absolutely, you no longer really want to reach. And the only way I'll that say, was a really bad losing season for me. Oh, was it? Yeah, <laughs> that was. Because <laughs> for me. When I did that, that changed everything for me. I think that that's and when I did I, it without looking at other people's ranks, yeah. and that's the key factor in that is doing it and doing it from 
all right, I want this guy. All right, I want this guy. I th- I'd be willing to spend this pick here yeah. on this guy. I, I think I ended up winning like four games that that season. It, it was a horrible one. <laughs> yeah, that for me, I that was when I was at my best, and that, yeah. that, including the last two years where I've been either in the playoffs or the championship round, or you know, like or even winning leagues. And that was, and I've won multiple leagues the last two years. I've been in the the championship round. I've made it to the playoffs in every league I was in the last two years. It's. <laughs> And with those things, it's that's where you start going. All right, why do I want this player? Yeah, why do I want player that's A? That's something versus I per- really got to dive into a little bit more this this season before I go into the draft. I, I got to do a lot more homework. Coming yeah, up on and this it. is the it's, time to do it. Yeah. we're in July. Yeah, and then There's training camp, less than 50 and then pre season until preseason. Yeah. So, yeah. So when this is the time where people have to, because the second preseason happens. Yeah. That's when the echo chamber really fucking gets loud. Yeah. That's where people start going, oh, this guy's doing really well in training camp. Yeah. This guy did really well in this game. This guy, this guy, this guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I look, like, as far as how I, I'm going to go over how I kind of do my ratings is what's this guy's floor versus what's this guy's ceiling? How did he play versus how do I think he can play better? What was his situation and how could it have gotten better? If there's no way that this situation got better... Could it get worse? So for a guy like Joe Mixon, right, going into this year, Joe Mixon did well last year. Yeah, he did. He was a a top 10 running back. He was was an RB1. He, and I, and we usually play, at least I know I've played with you in 12 team leagues. And that's, I, that's usually where I, I value. I think those are usually the people who play really well are the people who do 12 team leagues. Yeah. That's usually where it's, you have to be really good at what you're doing. Mm Mm-hmm. You gotta try hard, and you gotta because once you go below twelve, it's kind of like there's usually something. There's usually some kind of depth, or yeah. Back, like there's always something, like, at least on the waiver wire. Like out, when you're twelve with team leagues, there's there's not usually a lot out there, and you have to really play the game well. Yeah, you really gotta take and, a close look at. And what's the available. more teams you have that play fantasy, because pickings get slim, they yeah. really do. And you, and then you get into fourteen team leagues, and those are even harder. Yeah, that's usually that. That's the hardest. Like, I mean, I, except for if you really do a sixteen team league, but then you're really like backing yourself against the wall sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and then even when you're in a sixteen team league, I think that and that and even fourteen team that changes value. Oh, that absolutely. changes value to running, uh, not just to running backs, but to quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, because if you're in a sixteen team league, there's only twelve quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's yeah. only there's only 32 quarterbacks. Yeah, 32 quarterbacks. Sorry, so, I, there's yeah. only if you're in a 16. <laughs> I don't know. Bleh. It's hot. It's the only 32 quarterbacks. It's and only 32 quarterbacks, and you, you have a lot of guys up. out there that are like, uh, what's his name, Derek Carr. Yeah, he's not really that great of a quarterback. He that's when you have his to moments, start drafting a backup. But yeah, and also that comes out of knowing your league too. Yeah, I don't always draft a backup. Um, sometimes that's bit me in the ass. Yeah. Sometimes that's done me really well because it's yeah. giving, especially when I'm drafting. Majority of the time, that's one bit guy me in the less ass. on. Not necessarily because usually there's always one quarterback that you're like that guy's okay, and that gives you a value of if you're only taking one quarterback in the draft, you could stick something else that might have a pop later on. Like, yeah. Uh, a rookie that might be not as well heard of. Uh, a receiver, especially if you're in, like if you pay attention a lot. Mm-hmm. you might be able to gauge a value to a player that you're like, all right, 
that's why I usually only get one tight end, or I usually only get one uh, quarterback, is that I can usually... I'm trying to get the value out of receiver and running back. Oh, yeah. Because you play more of those. And as long as I'm getting hitting neutral on on quarterback or better. Yeah. And I'm hitting neutral on tight end or better. Which hitting neutral on tight end is probably not that hard. Yeah. Because there's only like four tight ends that are really valuable. Absolutely. So, I, I think... That, but that's always a question because you might be in a league where everybody takes a, uh, a backup tight end or everybody takes a backup quarterback. If you only take one tight end, that guy ends up being a dud or you waited too long. Yeah. That happened to me last year. And I ended up with Eric Ebron and I just locked out. I ended up with – jeez, who else? I don't even know who the guys I, I picked off the top of my head from last season. Yeah, I, I picked uh, Njoku from Cleveland. He did not he, – he didn't have a bad season last season. He did pretty good for me. Um, I see Jared Cook there. Yeah, Jared Cook. Uh, who else? I think I picked up one other one. You know, uh, those are the only two tight ends I had last season. And they both did pretty well. Yeah. Uh, Jared Cook really didn't do all that great. Uh, he was, you know, projecting like nine point something or whatever, and he was coming away with like, you know, three or four or five points a he game. He would have really good games. And that's yeah. the problem with tight end is it's a, such a, a fluctuating position. Yeah. It's, and it's hard to gauge, and that's why the, the three or four good tight ends sometimes have a value to them, but you have to take them at the right spot. Yeah. Where you're not missing out on value at receiver or running back. It's it's tough. Uh, speaking of wide receivers, uh, back to Steelers bull, bullshit. Um, <laughs> how do you think uh, Antonio Brown's going to be doing over in uh, Las Vegas this year? He's not in Vegas. Is there, uh, they're still in Oakland. Okay. They haven't Oakland, moved yet. I'm sorry, yeah. Um. My big problem is I don't know where to value him in fantasy because he's, he's a, not getting as good of a quarterback, and he's still yeah. a good receiver, but yeah. is he, at this stage in his career, like, we saw Amari Cooper kind of fall into obscurity over there. Yeah. So um, I do think he's a better player than Amari Cooper, but it, to I what extent? I think that's part of the issue with Oakland Yeah, is that they, they do pick up some good names, but they did a lot to pick up players this year. They uh, did. They, they spent did. a lot of money. They spent draft picks. They uh, drafted Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Uh, that's the that's the running back that you know as far as a rookie goes. But I mean, they're gonna the day, they're they're gonna build they're, that they're good players, offense around him. But they still don't have that great of a quarterback. I th- think that's gonna bite them in the ass this season. That's true. I, my feelings are is the one player I want on that team right now is Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Because I think they drafted him to be like, – you saw Carr did a lot of checkdowns last year. Yeah. They didn't draft him to be a uh, – like they drafted him to be an every down back. They yeah. wanted him to be an every down back. And that system fits in every down back. Yeah. And I think he's going to be the one guy who has the most value. Okay. Assuming he makes it through training camp as the lead back. I think that's he, the guy I who I would kind of want. that. Um, I don't think their O line is going to be that much better. No. In fact, they lost uh, Osemele. Um, they did. They did uh, sign uh, Trent Brown. Khalil Mack came out of Oakland, right? Khalil Mack. Yeah. yeah. I had Bears. Uh, I had Bears. Last Bears season. defense. Oh, that was a great. That season. was the mistake. Was letting them fall <laughs> out of any. Like if you did not grab them, and I didn't grab them 
in a lot of leagues, and that was the team that like I really probably should have. Yeah, and I just kind of was like, because defenses are hard. It's they a are. problem. The defenses are hard. They, and I not that I dis like I I will still rank defenses and I'll still kind of gauge. But part of it's kind of gauging who they're playing. Yeah, that's why it's hard. Like, is you're trying to gauge I knew when their schedule last season. The Bears were going to be going up against the Patriots. Yeah. I knew that defense was not going to be doing anything for me, so I didn't even bother playing them. I played yeah. the Bills' defense, I think, and they did a lot better. Well, not only that, but I stream defenses every year. Yeah. Like, I've made it without drafting a defense pretty consistently. I think I, I, I drafted the Ravens last year late, and they did me well for the first couple of games. And I will rotate out, and I'll, I, there's always something on the waivers – my only problem is, is I only like keeping one defense on my roster, especially early in season. Because again, I try to keep as much roster space for receivers and running oh, backs. Oh yes, absolutely. So it's usually for me one kicker, one running back, one kicker, one defense, one tight end, one QB at least as far as the draft goes. Okay. And then once waivers open up, yeah, I try to go ahead I'm... and see which one I can maybe get another one of. I might change that strategy this year. It depends. It depends on how I feel quarterback is this year how i think that value is gonna go tight end if i think there's two tight ends on the board that i kind of like like last year i missed out on kittle by one round and i i was thinking because he like i didn't think anybody else was gonna take another tight end and a lot of i've noticed in my league in the leagues that i've been in yeah tight ends go a lot earlier oh yeah i mean not earlier they go like people will take more of them now oh like, yeah it used to be like people would take one tight end not early because a lot of the tight ends that go late people will take a second tight end uh, yeah i only take two tight ends um but even that then i fill it up lot. with with running back and wide receiver yeah um last year i didn't really even want to pick up a second quarterback uh i was only just gonna run the one mm-hmm. tom, I, tom brady and then for the one week that he had his bye week, I was just gonna take the take the L. Well, some leagues you can't do that. Some leagues yeah, you I have know. to play a full My roster. league they had it set up that way, but I was like, hey, you know what? I don't really know these guys too well, so I'm just gonna pick up the second. I picked up Marcus Mariota. Yeah, you know what? I, I don't. What I'll do is as I I'll see and I'll wait and I'll see which quarterbacks end up popping or who's left on the waivers. If there's got, it depends on who's left yeah. too. Like I've drafted and I've only drafted one quarterback pretty consistently, mm. and there's usually always one quarterback that's valuable on oh, way yeah. on waiver wires i think uh one year it was matt ryan when he had his big seasons one year somebody drafted three quarterbacks and dropped cam newton and that was his biggest season yeah um and I, that was actually a saving grace to me because yeah. cam newton had such a crazy season that year that it boosted there's every once in a while you have that one quarterback that does the problem with cam newton is i don't think he's really going to be staying all that healthy for much longer no uh, that's he's a, he's too way too injury prone yeah um so if anybody's to pick him up, I would say backup, backup quarterback for your team. That's it. You know, just keep him on the bench. Um, it, unless you start seeing a trend where he just blows up out of nowhere. But I really think if he does blow up, it's literally going to be at a left field. Yeah. Um, and but the thing that's kind of spoken to me as far as drafting a um a backup quarterback is the Ma- uh, the the Pat Mahomes situation last year. Yeah. Where you didn't have to spend a high round pick to get Pat Mahomes, no. and you ended up getting a number one QB. Yeah, that might happen again this year, and it might happen with different players. Yeah, the only thing is, I think it's going to happen. I, I know people are probably going to rate Baker higher because they can see it around him. I think you have to try to gauge the guy that's going to happen to that mm. isn't 
Baker. That isn't the guy who you expect. Yeah. I mean, people expected it from Pat Mahomes, but for some that reason, he thing. still went late. Yeah, he did. In a lot of leagues. Um, because, you know, again, it's still such a He went pretty early position. in my league. He, what, did he? Yeah, he went He went, early. like, 13th in mine. Um, what was it? Uh, quarterbacks, uh, I think as much as I absolutely cannot stand the Philadelphia Eagles, I Carson think Wentz. Carson Wentz. I still think he's going to go in the top ten rounds. I think he's really? still going to go in the top, like, nine, eight and eight. Yeah. I think he's going to have a bounce back year this year. Um, That's if something and I, that was on can the, stay healthy. Yeah, we, we've talked about that on our – Two injuries uh, in two years. On our uh, quarterback episode when we did the fantasy quarterbacks is that that that's a guy who I th- there's three guys who I think will have a bounce back uh, either a, a, an improved season or guys who I want to take in that if he can seven, stay healthy eight, he's gonna have range. a great season as much as I hate the Eagles and as much as I hate to admit that I think he's gonna have a good season and the one thing I'm glad about that whole team is the fact that they got rid of Nick Foles <laughs> that was their golden boy. Um, I think I and I don't think Nick Foles is going to be at least to me fantasy relevant. No, not at all this season. No, I, I don't know how they're going to build around him, but I and I do think he they, went to Jacksonville. Jacksonville. So they did go ahead and try to get everything that'll make him successful. Yeah, they uh, they got John D. Filippo, who was his quarterbacks coach when he was in Philadelphia, and was a big part of his success, uh, his success in Philadelphia. Yeah. So, uh, he's a waiter. I, I wouldn't. Really I think he's going to be on the waivers. I think he's going to be yeah. a, a free agent for a lot of the season. Yeah, I, I don't think I uh, value him very highly. Are there any running backs that you think that are uh, that? Who do you think is going to be like the the best running back this year? Um, uh, I think it's going to be Barkley. Really? Yeah, I think he's going to do really good for them because the Giants else there. don't. Yeah, there's nothing there. Especially um, in PPR leagues, because it's I, like to, I, we uh, saw it last year to the Steelers. Checkdowns. They have what? Juju Smith-Schuster, and that's it. He's not. He, that's all they have. He's gonna have a really good year, but I also think at some point he might even get injured. Who? Oh, Saquon? No. Oh, Juju. Schuster. Yeah. Really? You yeah. think Juju's gonna get injured this yeah, year? Yeah, absolutely. That's an interesting take. Yeah. Because like, I can understand if you saw him get injured last year. Like, where there was some kind of signal that, oh, this guy has a, a weak knee, or he gets hit a lot, or he takes certain hits. I think he's just going to get overloaded this season. I think he's just going to get overloaded this season. Well, I can understand if teams plan around him and they go, well, we know this is their best receiver. We'll just take him out. Yeah. I think basically that game's going to be. I think he's going to push through. himself too hard. I think it's going to go through Smith Schuster, Vance McDonald. Yeah. And Connor. And Vance McDonald's the one that I think is going to be the cheapest one to grab on that offense. Yeah, probably. And I, I'm kind of interested to see how he turns out. Yeah. I, I've kind of expressed my interest in him okay. uh, a couple of times. Who do you think is going to be the best receiver and, like, the number one receiver off most boards? Or who do you think oh, would, you man. would take? God. Because there's pretty much really, like, I mean, there's a lot of good receivers. But sometimes picking the one that's going to be the best receiver. That's tough. That's, that's but it's really also tough. that's the there's sometimes value in that guy. Yeah, like DeAndre Hopkins, like the number one receiver sometimes is so good that he outscores the the second or third best guy. But you can almost never predict it. Same thing with running back. Right? Yeah, it's the number one guy is sometimes so good at and has so many points that like the third or fourth best guy is behind him by a hundred points I, for the season. 
I know. And I don't think it's going to be A.B. this year. No. Last know. year it was DeAndre Hopkins, I think. Uh, I, I th- there's you know Tyree th- Kill's not going to probably play every game. No, not at all. Um, I don't know. I I want to say somebody who's going to have a, an explosive season is probably going to be Odell Beckham Jr. I was thinking the same thing. I think because he's now got, he's got a quarterback who's a way more accurate, a competent quarterback. Um, with and, and he's going into the season, I think for the first time in a long time, actually feeling good about the season. Yeah. Because when he was back at the Giants, you could definitely see him, mm-hmm. obviously, on the sidelines, throwing his hissy fits, getting pissed off. Um, I think he's going into it a lot clear-minded. And you can't just shut him down. No, And that's going to be the issue is that yeah. they have Jarvis Landry. They have Antonio Callaway. They have David Njoku. They have multiple good running backs. They, they have do. a solid passing game. They have no problem throwing to their running backs. No, not at all. Um, and Baker is He's a mobile quarterback. He, he can move, too, if yeah. he needs to. That's, that's He's mobile, and he's mobile in the pocket. Yes. That's an important aspect Absolutely. of that. He's, he's willing to keep moving and keep the drive alive, but he's not necessarily the guy who's going to dip his head down and just book it. Yeah. So it's not like you're dealing with a guy who, oh, I don't see my my first guy I'm going to run. He He's a multi-read quarterback. Absolutely. And you see, there's also the... Those two, I think it's just going to be a perfect matchup this season. Yeah. You have a really accurate quarterback with a, a very dynamic receiver. Oh, yeah. Who, at one point, led the league in yards after catch. Yes. It was him and Jarvis Landry, <laughs> and he's got both of those guys. It's going to so be a very good season for You those might three. not even have to worry about throwing it deep downfield, because yeah, no. those two guys can just take and book it. Absolutely. And will break tackles. And that's assuming that they aren't, you know, may or may not have Duke Johnson, and that's assuming that their their pass protection doesn't hold up that much, which it very much could. Yeah. And they have they scheme, and uh, you saw that last year with Freddie Kitchen scheming the pass protections and making Greg Robinson look like he actually knows how to play left tackle. <laughs> yeah. Which was a little shocking. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts about this year going into fantasy? Anything that might kind of shock you or surprise you that might be different? Because, like, some years, like, I've noticed, like, running back was a very weak year one year. And some years it's been very strong, but even still when you get to the second or third round, there's just nothing there. I think in receiver, this season it's going to be more wide receiver. You think it's going to be – what do you mean by more wide it, receiver? There's going to be a lot more explosive plays coming out of wide receivers. I, I think um, – but is this kind of a thing that because everybody's doing better, there's more plays from everybody around, does that make the running backs more scarce? Probably, yeah. Or do you think there might be four or five receivers this year who end up doing so much better than everybody else? I think there's the, no value I th- to them. I think it's going to be more scarce with the uh, the running backs. Um, I think so, too, because Todd Gurley, there's a yeah. question with him. Yeah. I think there's... Uh, I think Zeke Elliott. Le'Veon Bell with his offensive line. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell with the offensive line. I think Zeke Elliott's one of the few that I don't think I have too many worries with. Yeah. Um, Saquon, we saw what Saquon did last year. McCaffrey. Sony Michelle might be a safe bet. Uh, the Patriots. But I don't think people value be... him highly. No, they don't. They don't. Because he came into the year kind of having injuries and yeah. you weren't sure if he was fully there. Um, I think and again, this gonna, isn't the running back. This back's is going to be a comeback. But comeback season for him he's gonna have a really good year this season i think so and i know people who thought he was the better of the two running backs from georgia coming out yeah into the draft so now and he and he went ahead of nick chubb 
Yeah. So is he going to go ahead and have a bounce back year? Like, where would you draft Sony Michelle? I know you haven't done ranks. I, I haven't gotten to really list out my running back ranks for people yet. Where do you think, or would you be willing to spend a first rounder on Sonny Michelle? No, I wouldn't place him that high. Yeah, no. neither would I. I would probably say between fourth and sixth, maybe. Oh, you you wouldn't even spend a top three round pick no, on him. No. All right. No. Because that's that's I, very. I notable. think he's going to be overlooked. Oh, you think he's not going to go that high? No, I. I think people are going to overlook him. Really? Yeah. Um, I'm certainly going to do that. Um, so that's probably why I'm going to be able to get him between the fifth and sixth, maybe. Um, so, yeah. I'm a little shocked because I, I don't know. I, I think he might be one of those guys who can't. Fourth, I think, he's I, think gonna, I see I him think in he the really fourth. really is going to have a great season. I just don't think everybody else thinks that. Gotcha. Yeah. I see him as I haven't listed out. So my, he's probably I haven't like a done safe my bet to pick I up haven't, later on. I haven't done my big board yet. Okay. And I I think he'll probably in my big board in my head right now. Yeah. I can see him being at least a fourth rounder, yeah. but I could see him going in the third. Okay. And I don't again, I haven't done my big board. I haven't gotten to go through every player I would take. Yeah. That's a guy who I I can imagine myself if I was planning out my draft strategy and I and I saw like I have a the potential to take him. Yeah. Well, my way of thinking it is, the Patriots they they just picked up uh, and kill Harry. Um, they don't have Gronkowski. Um, they're going to be running the ball a yeah. lot more now, um, and I don't think everybody thinks it's just because you have a quarterback who's really great at throwing the ball. Yeah. Um, just because of what he's working with right now, um, I don't think he's really going to be throwing. He has a lot of options. Yeah. Uh, Josh Gordon is still on his suspension. Um, he's their restricted free agent now. Yeah. Um, so whenever he gets it clear to come back, I think you're going to see Brady throwing it a lot more. And Nikhil Harry is going to have a hard time getting like, he, getting Absolutely. adjusted. He didn't come from a system that uh, that produces a lot of NFL talent. Yeah. I had a lot of questions with him in our draft episode as far as Nikhil Harry's transition to the NFL. Yeah. Uh and whether I think that he's going to right away be a transitional player, that they're going to play a lot of four wide, he's going to turn into the slot receiver. He didn't really play much on the outside. Is he? You know, like, I don't know how. Like, I'm sure Bill Belichick has an idea how he wants to use him. Absolutely. But he also has no problem throwing picks away on first round picks and seeing how it goes. Yeah, I know. So he has no worries if he's if this ends up being a bust. He's he'll cut bait really quick. Absolutely. So if he doesn't like Nikhil Harry, he's out. Yeah. And you saw that even last year with Sony Michelle. Oh, we played this guy. Oh, he was hurt. He's got this issue. Then we yeah. Got, you, you'll see it every and, and a lot of their guys end up. I've noticed a lot of their draft picks get injured really quick. Yeah, like adjusting to that and coming in. It, it's it, it's going to be a weird throwing season for Brady, uh, but I think. Um, well, he'll still have Edelman. Yeah, he still has Edelman. They have um, James White. They, they have James uh, White. They ha- Hogan's not there anymore. Hogan's gone. Um, Philip Dorsett's there. Yes, Philip Dorsett. Um, it, it's it's a weird class this season it is um for the patriots that's why i i like the austin safarian jenkins guy like, yeah kind of like this is the guy if i'm gonna plant a flag on a guy in their offense i think for me it's asj okay i don't know what the sounds of like what the, the noise has been around camp around him or off season um 
I know they're just probably trying to find guys to plug and play and kind of play around with. But I liked ASJ when he was in Tampa. I liked him when he was on the Jets. And well, they released Safarian Jenkins. Oh, did they? Um, he signed uh, on April 10th, and they let him go on June 4th. So that's some old news. Huh. Yeah. I missed that. Damn. There's something about him that Belichick did not like, I guess. Yeah, he must not. Uh... So they're really going to be struggling with the tight end position right now because you have been watching out for four games. Who's going to be filling that spot right now? It's going to be tough. Do they still have uh, um, the tight end that they they traded from? Uh, um, I don't know. I don't. I have no idea what the plan Dwayne is Allen. right now. He might be. I don't know. Dwayne Allen. Let me see. Football tight end. No, he's on the Miami Dolphins. Yes, yeah, so that's such a strange. Situation. So it's they're really going to be struggling this season with the, with that position. Maybe um, they think AS. Uh, maybe they think um, whatever Nikhil Harry brings. Or what, uh, maybe they have somebody that they drafted who they like. Belichick knows something that nobody else knows. I think he seems to. He seems to though. Yeah, that's kind of how his game plan's always been. Well, there goes my strategy of going after ASJ. <laughs> uh, I'll stick to Vance then. I know he's still on that team. God damn it, man. I don't know how I missed that. Yeah. It's I missed that too, man. <laughs> that, that really went under the radar. Jesus Christ. Um, and, again, that was a guy who I did like. Yeah, so no. I was a little shocked. I, I, was, I was excited when they picked him up. I, I that's That was news to me. <laughs> um, And then you're right. Like I mean, basically they have James White and Sony Michelle. And it's going to be the running back. Rex Burkhead. Yeah, Rex dude. Burkhead, yeah. Um he he's he sneaks up. He he, he, he goes he has quiet a, for quite he a while. He has a role. Yeah. He's a role in their offense and they like what he can do yeah. and he can catch it. He's a plugger. He can kinda he'll keep he but he also has a hard time staying like not injured. Yeah. So last season he can kind of play slot receiver form too. Yeah, I think absolutely. they like the versatility aspect yeah. of him. He's he's very versatile because their their playbooks about versatility. Yeah, so because that was the one great thing about Gronkowski. Not only was he you know a tight end, but he could go in, he could block, he could he was a, he was a decoy. Yeah, them. this whole past season he was a decoy. So, he did a lot more blocking than he did catching the ball. So who do you think somebody who's going to be overrated going into this year? Le'Veon Bell. You think Le'Veon Bell's going to be overrated? Absolutely. Well, given the area we live in, yeah, I think he's very yeah, okay. Overrated. We live in an area with a lot of Jets fans. A I, lot of stupid Jets fans. I outside of the Jets fandom, I don't think people really believe. Like, also, what do you define as overrated? Do you think drafting well, him in the first round is overrating at, him? Do you think drafting him in the second round is overrating him? Do you think drafting him in the third round is overrating him? Yeah, absolutely. You oh, so you think taking him in the third round is a bad move? Yeah, I would push him a little lower. I don't think Ooh. he's gonna have. I, I don't think he's gonna be that productive this season. See, he remind what I'll. I'll he, don't get me wrong. He's a great player, but he also at the Steelers they had a great line. They had a great quarterback. So the, I'm gonna make the comparison to Matt Forte. Okay. When he was on the Chicago Bears and they had a bad season. Yeah. He fantasy wise is probably one of the few running backs that could have a good season on a bad team. Yeah. I think Le'Veon Bell has that same ability. Where he's not going to get a lot of rushing yards, but he'll get some. 
He'll get a couple of touchdowns from rushing touchdowns, but he'll get a lot of receiving work, and he'll get a lot of receiving yards, and he'll get a lot of receptions. Uh, I'm still questionable about Darnold. I'm not really taking in on him. But do you think Darnold's much worse than, say, Jay Cutler at that time? That's the thing. I don't know. I think Darnold's willing to take the check down. I think Darnold's willing to go ahead and find – and I've seen Darnold keep his eyes downfield. I like Darnold. I like what I've seen of him in the last four or five games of the season. What This past season, he threw for, what, 17 touchdowns? Don't know off the top. Whatever it was touchdowns, he had one less interception. That Yeah, but he's a rookie. and I understand. It, I think he's still going to have that issue this season. Potentially. I don't see he a hell of a lot of confidence in him. I, I I can understand that. Um, I think it all comes down to, but I don't think that aspect's gonna, like Jay Cutler had interceptions. Yeah, he, he was I very interception. Tom Brady has interceptions. They all do. And what ends up happening though is when you're behind, you're trying to play catch up, and a lot of times you're throwing it to the running back because that's your most open guy initially. Yeah. So again, I. I'm not worried about Le'Veon Bell performing to some extent. That's why I probably would... Saying he should be anywhere lower than the third round is kind of a weird thing in my head. I just don't see that team as a collective unit being that productive this season. Yeah, I but really do, you think they, do you think he can get maybe 1,200 yards? No. I don't... I wouldn't... No. Collectively. Not necessarily 1,200 yards running, but 1,200 yards... Oh, yeah, no. You don't think he can get like 800 yards rushing, 400 yards receiving... Or six hundred and six hundred, really? No, not this season. That. I, that's, I don't see it. I don't see it there. That's that's rough. I don't. I don't know. I, would, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Put I think I would Bell. put him. I in would the... not put him anywhere on my draft class this season. Really? No, I wouldn't. I mean, I'm not against fading him if you don't believe in him. You really don't think he's. I really just don't think the numbers are going to be there this season. So that's just him. a guy you're totally fading. Absolutely. Any other ones Absolutely. you're totally? If it's fading? a mistake, then I'll admit it was a mistake. But any other guys right you now, think that are overrated that you're fading right now? Um. Jeez. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Antonio Brown's definitely not going to be anywhere near what he could be. No, that's another one. Yeah, that, that, was, those are, I think those that are obvious. boat has sailed. I think, um, I think those are the bit more obvious ones. I'm fading Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley, yeah. I don't think he's going to be productive this season. It tor- way towards the end of that season. The, I'm not saying he's Bowl, not going to be at all. I'm he, just he saying he that. ran I, the ball what? Another guy. Oh, because this was news that came out this week is that Melvin Gordon might hold out. Really? Yeah. Okay, and does that ch- that changes the running back landscape because that's a top five guy? Yeah, so that's kind of worrisome. Hey, if he holds out though, uh, you know, good for him then, because uh. <laughs> well, he's on the last year of his contract. Yeah, he's uh, he ha- you know he's on the fifth he's on the fifth year option. Yeah, he's not a high first round pick, so his fifth year option is not that great. No. He's he's got he's getting a few millions. It's still better than most people get, like in their normal work jobs. But in general, compared to when you you know what you're talking about, if you know what he can make on the open market next year, yeah, like he'll make a lot more. And that's why he's he. I think he just wants a contract. He wants yeah. a new contract. Absolutely. He wants to either be traded. Which I don't know where you're going to trade him to. I don't know either. You know, it would be an interesting marriage though. Jacksonville. Because I don't think they're in love with Leonard Fournette. Really. Other spot, Titans. Yeah. If they keep Mariota, I could see them liking having him on their roster. Yeah. Because he's kind of the in-between of Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis. Yeah. Absolutely. And actually, that's something I wouldn't mind doing is if I'm the the Titans, 
I might make that call. I would, would maybe be, go out of my yeah. way to go grab that guy. That wouldn't be too bad. Mariota's dropped off a bit, though. Um, yeah. He, he's he's definitely struggling. Except for that one game against the Patriots this past season. <laughs> well, he did have an ulnar injury, ulnar yeah. nerve injury, and that was that's a rough one to come back yeah. from when it happens midseason. Yeah. And it, it didn't come back right away, and he, he was lucky that he – he wasn't more permanently damaged, yeah. and we don't even know the extent of the injury. So with Mariota, I think there's a lot with him. I still don't know where I stand on him as far as quarterback goes, and that's the that's the weird thing. He's had so many different offensive coordinators. Yeah, he's had so many different like his team's been so. It's weird. constantly relearning for him. Yeah, and but he's still not shown certain basic things. Yeah. And that that's the worrisome thing. And I'm not saying he's not going to have a career in the NFL because I still think he's better than a lot of guys. But yeah. I think he's kind of just on that average line right below it. Mm-hmm. That maybe if he gets into well, a good system, he might end up being like Matt Ryan. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but from what I've seen so far, that's partially why he's I, a more athletic Matt Ryan. But yeah. except that he's not at even Matt Ryan's point yet. Yeah. That's partially why I'm not completely sold on anything that the Jets have going on. Is that okay? You have a great running back. You have a eh, quarterback. You have a new head coach. So you have a second-year quarterback, new head coach. It's a lot of relearning for a lot of these guys. Yeah. And Le'Veon Bell is going to be learning a different system. So I really don't think they're going to be that productive. Yeah. So that I'm out on them. That's my excuse. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh... I don't I don't fault anybody who says this team's going to suck. I avoid their players. I get that. I get yeah. that mindset very well. I think well even like I think of it like when Matt Forte went to the Jets. He had a good year on the Jets. Yeah, he did. He so did. I'm not that's why I'm not well, then, faulting the the Le'Veon Bell like people wanting Le'Veon Bell. I think it's where are you taking Le'Veon Bell? Yeah. And I think when I release my final big board and when I do my when my running back ranks come up and we're going to do that episode next week, that's going to be where people are going to go, all right, I see where you're valuing. Because how I do is I do my, my individual ranks for players. And once I have all those set, then I go through which, all right, this position, this position, this position, where do I see them? Where do I want them to go? And that's where I start whittling it down. Okay. Uh, if you want, again, you can follow the podcast at DraftVice on Twitter, at DraftVice underscore football on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brojo Death Punch. That's B-R-O-J-O. Death is in the end of life. Punch is like what I, what you may do to your mother tonight. Or to Walls. Or to Walls. Kyle. <laughs> and uh, you can follow uh, our buddy here, Joe Yanucci at? Say Mr. Beefy. All one word. On Peace. Instagram. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. I'm about to pass. I'm about to beat it.